This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruchem Abayim. We are continuing in Dafa Shavua. Welcome to Rabbi Alan Sector, who's here live, and to everyone who is on the Zoom, whether you're next door, or you're in Oklahoma, or you're in wherever you may be. Thanks for joining. Okay, so we're learning Daf Ches Amid Where this is, uh, we're learning the sugya of Shava Brachos, and we're starting two lines from the bottom on Ches Amid Aleph. The Gemara just made a statement in the name of Rav that Chasanim are part of the minion. In other words, you need a minion for Shava Brachos. The Chasan could be number ten, and for the bracha for mourning, the Avel is not from the minion. And the Gemara brought a brisa that both Chasanim and Arvelim are counted. So the Gemara says you can't ask on Rav from a brisa. Rav is a Tana, and Rav being a Tana, he could argue on the brisa. So now this is where up to Idmar. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yechanan. Chasanim and Aminim and Avelim and Aminim. Rabbi Yitzchak said the same statement in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Chasanim could be part of the minion. The mourner is not part of the minion. Meisrei will ask from a brisa, chasanim va'avelim min minyan Both the chasanim and the avelim are part of the minyan. So uh, that's a stira to what Rabbi Yochanan said. So Toisus asks, so why can't Rabbi Yochanan just say that I hold like Rav and I hold Rav's Zatana, and as Zatana he could argue on the brisa. The same way when we asked on Rav. Rav said, what do you mean? You can't ask on me from a b'risa. I'm a tana, so you can't ask on Rabbi Yochanan from a b'risa, because Rabbi Yochanan will just say, I hold like Rav. So Toysa says, well, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold Rav as a tana. Rav could say I'm a tana. Rabbi Yochanan personally never held Rav as a tana. Okay, so the Gemara says, Kitanya When do we say Avelim count toward the requisite tally? That's to be part of a zimon. Ki kamar Rabbi Yochanan b'shura. When Rabbi Yochanan said Avelim are not part of the minion, he meant when at the end of the Kvura, after we bury the dead, the, the friends line up and the Avel walks through the line and the friends on the Shura, they console the mourner. Regarding that minion, the Avel is not part of the requisite sum. Regarding Berchus HaMazan, he is part of the requisite sum of three. Says Gemara, Ve'elohad Amar Rabbi Yitzchak Amar Rabbi Yochanan that which Rabbi Yitzchak said in Rabbi Yochanan, Mevarchin berchas chasanim be'asara v'chasanim min haminyin. Rabbi Yochanan said you can make berchas chasanim with ten, and the chasan is part of the requisite sum. Uberchas avilim ba'asara and berchas avilim with asara ve'in avilim min haminyin. So now we wanted to say that when it says avilim. It's talking about the Shura. But now we're, we're identifying that when we say they're it's for a bracha. There is no bracha on the Shura. They're not giving the Avel a bracha. They're just consoling him. So what does it mean? Mi bracha b'shura mi ika. Is there any blessing on the Shura? When we say Avelim are not part of the minion, but now we're identifying that it's referring to a bracha. There is no bracha on the on the line that is made to console the mourners, but rather what was the Rabbi Yochanan talking about? Berachava on the in the street. 
when you would give the Avel his first Suda, his very first Suda, it ha- the first Suda of the Avel is called the Sudas Havra. It has to come from the possession of others. And they would bring it out to the street, and there they would say a special blessing of Berchas Avelim. And regarding that blessing, Rabbi Yochanan said, Avelim are not men haminyan. Are you able to hear me? I hope you're able to hear me. Says Gemara, Ve'elahad amar Rabbi Yitzchak, amar Rabbi Yochanan. But then, that which Rabbi Yitzchak said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Mevarchin berchas chasanim ba'asara kol shiva, you can make berchas chasanim with ten for all seven days. V'chasanim min haminyan. V'chasan is part of the count. U'birchas avelim ba'asara kol shiva. And the blessing for the mourners with ten people for all seven days. Ve'ein avelim min haminyan, they are not part of the count. So now, if it's referring to the blessing on the street, there is no blessing on the street for seven days. Is there a blessing on the street for seven days? If we're now identifying that when Rabbi Yochanan said that Avelim are not minhaminyan, it's talking about the blessing on the street, and it's talking about the blessing for seven days, there ain't no blessing on the street for seven days. There's only on day one a blessing on the street, but not all seven days. Says Gemara, no, you do have a blessing on the street for all seven days. Mishkach asla, you find it, bepanim chadashais. If you have new faces that come to the Shiva that were not there previously. So it creates new pain, and it reawakens the morning, and then we make another blessing on the subsequent day. Kihad Rabchia bar Abba. Like the story of Rabchia bar Abba, and this is all going to illustrate that when they're Panam Chadashas, you continue to make the blessing on the street for seven days, like Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Mikri B'nei de Reish Lakish, he was the Chumash Rabbi of the son of Reish Lakish, Haba. Ma'amri Lo, some say Masni B'nei de Reish Lakish, he was the Mishnah Rabbi of the son of Reish Lakish. Hava Shachav Le'yanuka, and this Rabbi, Le'yaleinu, lost his son. So Reish Lakish, who is the father of this Rabbi's student, in other words, Rabchia Bar Abba lost his son. Rabchia Bar Abba is the Rebbe of Rishlakish's son. Rabchia Rishlakish is going to pay a shiva call. Rishlakish did not go to be Menachem Abba on day one. Why did the Gemara tell us that? Unclear. Maybe it's trying to teach some type of Darachares that unless you're extremely close with the person, you don't go on day one. Lamachar Davre Lihuda Bar Nachmeni the next day, he spoke to, he ordered his metorgamon. Usually rabbis would have uh, translators. The rabbi would quietly whisper the lecture, and then he would have a, a person with a very loud, resounding voice who would say over what the rabbi was teaching. So he's going to the shiva house, and he wants his metorgamon to relay the message. Amalei, he told his metorgamon, Kum Go say something in rele- in, uh, relevant to the child who passed away. Pasach, so the Matorgaman said as follows. Va'amar, Vayar Hashem, God saw. Vayinatz, he was provoked. Mikas, ban of Noisav, from the anger of his sons and daughters, which this Matorgaman is interpreting. Dar Sha'avais, Menatzim, Akalish Baruch, generation that the fathers provoke HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Koyes Albaneyam Sam. God gets angry at the parents' sons and daughters. Umeisim Kashem and they die when they're young. 
So this was the very comforting Shiva message that this Maturgaman said. Basically, when God gets angry at the parent, he kills the, the son and the daughter. Amri. So now, normally there's a rule that Hashem does not punish a child for the parent's sin. But that's only when the child is above the age of Bar Mitzvah. But below the age of the Bar Mitzvah, the child is considered the domain of the parent, the own, the property of the parent, and the child could be punished for the sin of the parent. That's one of the reasons when a kid becomes a Bar Mitzvah, the father says, Baruch Shepatrani Me'ancho Shelzeh, stating that the kid is no longer liable for the sins of the parent. Not what we usually think, that the, the parent is not liable for the sins of the child. Fine. The Ikadami, some say Bakrahava, the kid was a young man. This was the comforting message. Again, I say that tongue in cheek because the Gemara is going to ask that seems to be quite um, insensitive to say to a parent who lost a child, hey, it's your fault, you must have sinned. So the Vikad Amri, some say, Bachar Hava, that it was a young man, Vahachi Kamarle, and this is what he said to him. Al Kainal Bachurav Yismachim Defran is young man, God did not. Rejoice as Yisoyma ves Almanois of Leirachim and against his orphans and widows. Hashem did not have mercy. Kikulei Chanef. They're all. They are all flatterers, Umeira and evil doers. V'chol pad doiver nevala, and every mouth speaks. Um, nevala is vul- vulgarity. V'chol zois loishav apoy. Nevertheless, God did not retract his anger. Which this pasuk seems to say that if somebody speaks. In a debased, vulgar manner, God will punish their young, their adult children. And the Pasuk ends off, and God's hand is still outstretched against the family. The Gemara says, What does it mean? God's hand is still outstretched against the family. Rav Chanan Barav said, Everybody knows why the bride goes to the Chavah. It's in order to allow her to be intimate with the husband. But anybody who um, expresses that explicitly, anyone who speaks vul- with vulgarity, and emits something that is of low subject, even if it was sealed, a decree of 70 years of taiva, Nehepach alav lara, it is overturned for the bad. So basically, he said one of two things. Either you sinned and God took it out on your young son, or you sinned and God took it out on your older son. But the Gemara asks, He came to console and he's just causing pain. And that's the worst thing you could say to somebody who lost a loved one. It's your fault. Says Gemara, what, what he was trying to say is that sometimes when the generation is unworthy, God will punish the righteous. So if God took away the child of this family, they must have been very dear to Hashem and their chashuv that they should that they should be accountable for the sins of the generation. That's what he was saying. That you guys must be big tzaddikim. Chashuv adara. You are chashuv to be accountable for the sins of the generation. Then, so that was the first thing Rish Lakish told his Matargamant to say, say something regarding the child. Amar he then said to the Matargamant, now say something 
relevant to the praise of God. Pasach v'amr, he began and he said, Hokel Hagado, the great God, Beroiv Gadai, in his abundant greatness. Adir, mighty, the Chazak and strong, Beroiv Nairais, in his abundant awesomeness. Mechaye Mesim Bema'amarai, he revives the dead with his words. He does great things that cannot be investigated. And wonders that cannot be counted. And blessed are you God who resurrects the dead. So the second blessing said was relevant to God's power to, even though we have a situation of Misa here, but God can transform it. He has that capacity. Then Rish Lakish ordered him, Now say something relevant to the mourners. So this Mortogamon said, now it's interesting, usually the Mortogamon will relay the message of the rabbi, but that they should have to come up with their own shear, it's a very interesting uh, observation that, they, you know, this Mortogamon is basically just uh, doing his own thing. This Yehuda Bar Nachmeni. Pesach So he began and he said, Achinu hamiyugam hamadukam. Our brothers who are worn out, who are crushed, be'evel azen this morning, tinu levavchem lachgar asoyis, place to your heart to investigate this. Zoyisi oimeda sa'ad. Recognize that this phenomenon of death existed always. Nasavhu misheshis me'evereshis. It is a path from the six days of creation. I would ask, no it's not, death was a well-known path from the six days of creation, it was like, you know, a last second thing. Adam was supposed to live forever. So Misa first came like Arab Shabbos, right before uh, when they were in the middle of the Toi HaMeha. So why would, why would we call death? Okay, you want to say it, lasted, it existed forever? I mean, basically, it, but it was, wasn't around until the sixth day. Why would we say it's in a path from the six days of creation? Rabim Shasu, many have drunk this bitter potion, Rabbim Yishtu, many more will die in the future. Kemishta Rishonim, just like those drank in the originally, Kachmishta Achreinim. Basically, you know, we feel bad for you, but you're, you're not the only ones who have ever experienced this. Achino, our brothers, Baal Nechamois Yenachim Eschem. The master of consolations shall console you. Baruch Menachim Avelim, blessed are you who consoles the mourners. So the Gemara now tweaks this blessing because I understand you want to say many have died, but why should you say many will die? Many have drunk the the elixir of death, but why say many will drink? Abayi said, many have drunk, you should say, but many will drink, do not say. You want to say the original drinking, the people originally drunk from the cup of death, that you could say, don't say they will. The Amr of Shimon ben Lakish, because of Shimon ben Lakish said, Likewise, it was taught in the name of Rabbi Yossi, Never give Satan any good ideas. Never say something bad will happen, because by saying something bad will happen, the Satan says, Azoi, really? Okay, let's, you know, so let's make it happen. Never, never say anything bad will happen, even as a joke, even as a mashal, even as never, don't open your mouth to say something bad. Don't say, don't, don't run across the street, you're going to kill. Don't say that. 
avoid saying definitively a bad outcome even though you don't mean it. Well, where do we learn this from? I'm Rabbi Yosef Maikra. Rabbi Yosef said, from what Pasuk do we learn this from? It says the, in the Navi, Yeshaya, Hashem la'anu sarid kimat the Jews said, yeah, we were wicked like Sadaim. We were compared to Amira. So really? So God said, uh, okay, we'll destroy you like Sadaim. Maya Hadale, what does the Navi respond? Listen up, you princes of Sadaim. Now, we already we addressed the child who died. We said something about Hashem. We addressed the mourners. Now the fourth blessing, we're going to address the Menachamim, the consolers. Amar Lehi, Rish Lakir said, Kum Say something relevant to the consolers. Pasach V'yamar, they began and they said, Achinu, our brothers, Goim Chasadim, B'nei Goim Chasadim. Charitable, kind-hearted Jews, the children of charitable, kind-hearted Jews. Who preserved the covenant of Abraham. Like it says, I love him. Because Avram commands his children to follow the ways of Chesed. Achinu, our brothers. The master of recompense, the master of reward. Will repay you. Baruch to Hashem. Then Reish Lakir said, Say something relevant to all of Israel. Pasach v'yamar, he, op- he began and he said, Ribayn ha'ilamim, master of the worlds, pedei, redeem, v'hatzel, and save, malet, rescue, ha'isha, save, amcha Yisrael, your nation Israel, min adever, from plague, min achera, from sword, min abiza, from plunder, min hashidafayin, from windblast, min ayirakayin, from crops turning dry and white, and all kinds of punishments that gather and come to the world. Before they call out, please answer. So these were some of the blessings. And in fact, um, we don't make these blessings anymore, but apparently back in the day, if there would be Panam Chadashis, you would make it every day. Okay? Could you hear me there? All of them. All of these blessings. Now, now we're going to talk about the amount of alcohol that they used to drink at the time of the Shiva. Always used to wonder, there are certain cultures that throughout the grieving process, they have a lot of these Su'udais, and there's a lot of alcohol at the Su'udais. And at first glance, one would think, you know, what? We're not one of us. Yeah, that, like, where does the alcohol come in? But look at this Gemara. Amar Ula, the Amri Lo, the Masisatan Ula said, and some say it was taught in a Braisa, Asara Koisos Tikno Chachamim Bebeis Ha'evel. The rabbis enacted to drink ten cups of wine in the house of the mourner. Most people, they drink four cups of wine, they'll say there. You know? They're mamish. Kiliroi says, Atzma Kilu Yatsami Mitzrayim. Ten cups of wine. 
Shloisha kaid machi l'kadei l'vtechas mei meyav. Three before the meal to whet the appetite. Shloisha b'techa l'kadei l'shos achilas meyav. Three during the meal to soak the food in the intestines. V'yabala achar achila. And four after eating. Echad keneged hazan. One keneged the first blessing of berchas hamazon. Echad keneged berchas aras. One keneged the second blessing of berchas hamazon. Echad keneged ben yisam. One keneged the third. The echad keneged hatayvamitiv. And one keneged the fourth blessing. That's drabanan. And they said, you know what? Ten cups of wine is really not enough. They added four cups of wine. You know, once you have ten, the the extra four is not going to be a big deal. One cup of wine for the shamashim of the city, those who were involved in burying the dead. The echad keneged parnaseir, and one keneged the supporters of the city who pay for burial. Ve'achad keneged beis one keneged beis They were masaking a blessing of consolation that Hashem should console us from our mourning over the the beis hamikdash. Ve'achad keneged ram gamliel, one keneged. Ram Gamliel, the Gemara will explain. Now they drank though these four cups extra and they became drunk. Ten cups is, you know, who, who can't, you know, between me and you, Alan, who can't hold ten cups of wine? But fourteen, that's beyond the pale. So they brought it back to the good old days when they weren't so into the alcohol and they only had ten cups of wine. My Rabbi Gamliel, what, why does Ram Gamliel get his own cup of wine? They don't give a cup to, to every rabbi. What's so special about Ram Gamliel that he got his own cup of wine? The Tanya we learned in a So Here's what Ram Gamliel did. At first, the burial was more difficult for the relatives than the death because it was so expensive. They, they dressed him up. They had to bring in a custom... Uh, custom suit and then they had to make um, a custom shirt and with a nice with a nice handkerchief in the pocket and a gold watch I mean by the time they finished bedecking him and dressing him up they had to take out a mortgage and the burial was more difficult than the death people would just throw the dead on the street and run away because they couldn't deal with the burial expenses and he accorded his own Burial with very simple arrangements. And he was taken out in linen garments. And then after his example, people started, uh, you know, spending less. They didn't, they didn't feel that they had to go out all out on this occasion. The nago kama achrav lohitzi b'klei pish and the minog after Ram Gamliel was people would be buried in linen and people were not expecting so much money. Uh, so, so the, people were not expecting to do it in such a high class way. So in uh, deference to Ram Gamliel's great act, saving the Jewish people from this expense, we give Ram Gamliel's own cup of wine. Amar Papa, Rav Papa said, for Idna nowadays, Nahoig Alma, the custom is, Afilu Bitsarda Barzuza, even with a canvas garment that's not only worth a dinar, Ram Gamliel basically saved the day because of Ram Gamliel, he made burials affordable and now um, it's much easier for the family now they, now they don't have to deal with death and financial uh, uh, difficulty now they could focus on the Avelos and because of Gamliel's altruistic act where he accorded himself in a simple way now Klal Yisrael does not have this uh, overburdening 
of uh, an expense. Okay, we're going to hold it over here. Bez Hashem, tomorrow, uh, next week, the most famous blot, maybe in Shas, Davtes. The most lumdish blot in Shas, okay? So gird your loins, you know? Get ready. Maybe look it over Shabbos. Maybe take a look at some of these Toysvesin. But this, this Davtes, if you came down to this world to learn Davtes, it was a trip well worth it. Okay? Okay, everyone. Sure. It's just striking me when it says that the linen garments are plain because over in 59B, I think pink relatively in consumers, it's talking about if you want to make your wife look more attractive, then dress her in linen, which makes it seem like that would be something that's more expensive or something. Mm-hmm. You're saying linen. You're saying linen is um, is a higher class garment. Okay, um, I hear that. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.